Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. On today's Mini Unwind, I am excited to say that it's the wonderful and formidable Mel Robbins. She is a best-selling author multiple times over, and she is one of the world's leading motivational coaches. And in this episode, she teaches us what it means to have motivation and the tools to get there. Everything in life takes a little bit of motivation, whether that's motivation just to get up in the morning, motivation to do tasks that we don't really want to do, or motivation to push ourselves in ways that we can expand and really experience all the things that life has to offer. And I really hope you enjoy this small excerpt from the main interview, which I do encourage you to listen to the whole thing. But every time I talk to Mel or listen to her content, I leave feeling more revived, more rejuvenated, and just more excited for life. She is such a ball of energy, and I loved our chat so much. And I can't wait for you to get to know her better and enjoy this mini unwind. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently and why? That this moment is preparing you for something amazing that hasn't happened yet. And I'm going to say that, and we're probably going to talk about this theme quite a bit because that mindset, this moment is preparing you for something amazing that hasn't happened yet. It's grounded in optimism. It's grounded in faith and it's grounded in this belief that your life is designed to draw you toward what's meant for you. And you and I can sit in this moment and we can easily look back on our lives, right? And we can see how the past and all the things that have happened to us are dots on a map that lead to this exact moment in time. Looking backwards, it all makes sense. Mm. You can see the lessons you can you learned. You can see how the most painful moments of your life prepared you in some way for what's happening right now. And I think there is true power and true sense of control and mastery and sort of a freedom when you are able to cultivate a mindset that this moment, no matter how challenging, exhilarating, frustrating, sad, heartbreaking it is, this moment too is also a dot on the map of your life. And it is connecting you forward to something extraordinary that hasn't happened yet. And when you can wake up every day and you can ground yourself in that kind of faith and that kind of optimism, that even though this moment may suck, even though you don't deserve this heartbreak or this trauma or this pain, even though this moment is really challenging, when you can anchor down and say, this moment is preparing me for something amazing. It's a dot on the map. It will forever help you navigate the up and downs of your life by staying grounded in optimism, in faith, in courage. And that has been one of the greatest lessons of my life, for sure. 
How did you discover the high five habit? Because mornings weren't always amazing for you, are they? Oh my God, no. Actually, <laughs> I've struggled with mornings forever. And I'm going to tell a quick story that will, by the end of our conversation, circle back to one of the tools that you're going to learn in this book that will profoundly change your life using science. But mornings have always been a challenge for me. And so I have finally realized I'm 53 years old and I've finally realized why it is that I wake up or have woken up every morning since I was eight years old with the intense feeling that something's wrong or someone's mad at me. And what happened to me is something that has happened to so many people. And that is that when I was in uh, the fourth grade, I woke up, I was at a big uh, family kind of ski trip and there were a bunch of families together and all the kids were in this big bunk room. And I woke up in the middle of the night and one of the older kids was on top of me between my legs. And I was startled. Like I had a trauma anxiety response in my nervous system, of course, because I didn't know what the hell was going on. And the interesting thing about my experience of being molested by this older kid is that you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, this was not as traumatic as what a lot of people experience. This was not a, a sustained experience. This was not somebody I really knew. This was not an experience where I felt unsafe for the rest of my life. This was a one-time experience that probably was more confusing than it was scary. And then the next morning I woke up and of course my nervous system was on edge. My nervous system knew that something bad had happened. My nervous system was on fire. And so I woke up and I went downstairs and my mom was cooking breakfast with all the other moms. And she turned around and saw me and said, hi, honey, how'd you sleep? And I immediately wanted to tell her the truth. Immediately. And then I saw the kid out of the corner of my eye. Now I knew if I told my mom the truth, my mother grew up on a cattle farm. She would have taken that spatula and hit that kid into next week. I mean, there was no doubt that she would have believed me, that she would have done something like she is like my protector, but I had no idea what that guy was gonna do. And so I froze and I lied and I said, fine. And that one singular moment created a trauma response in my nervous system that any time I feel like I don't know how somebody's going to act or what they're going to say that I would freeze. And then I would go into a mode of trying to figure out what I needed to say. That's where my people pleasing came from. And so what's interesting is, you know, I always wondered why do I wake up every morning? And the first thought in my mind is something's wrong. Mm. Why do I wake up and think someone's mad at me? This is the default programming in my mind. I have lived with this garbage my entire life. And so waking up has always been hard for me. Getting out of bed has always been hard for me. Mm. And I would lay in bed and I would stare at the ceiling and I would think about all my problems. Mm. And I would hit that snooze button three or four or five times a morning. So it was during that moment 13 years ago that by dumb luck, I invented this little trick it began by thinking, maybe if I launched myself out of bed and I moved fast enough, maybe I wouldn't be in that bed when that anxiety hit. 
And so I started launching myself out of bed like a rocket ship. I would count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, because that's how they launch a rocket ship into space. And little did I know there was profound science behind this thing. I call it the five second rule. You have to count backwards, five, four, three, two, one. You have to move within five seconds of feeling anxious, with feeling doubt, with procrastinating, imposter syndrome, fear, overthinking, whatever it is that's stopping you. Five, four, three, two, one interrupts that bullshit and it awakens your prefrontal cortex. And that's the part of the brain that gives you immediate control over what you think and do next. It's your fucking life. You have got to decide that you deserve better, even if you don't feel like it. And so you can use the five second rule, five, four, three, two, one. It's free. It's backed by science. And it's a tool you can use to push yourself through the fear and the self-doubt that stops you and start taking control one decision at a time. As someone who is the ultimate people pleaser and someone who literally tries to, I try to avoid telling people bad news. I will like, I will white lie just so I can avoid hurting someone's feelings. And it's a terrible, terrible, awful habit. But the high five really helped you break this. Could you touch upon how the high five helped you move out of these guilt contracts as you call them? So when it comes to people pleasing, People-pleasing is not about other people. It's about your insecurity. You have it somewhere in your brain that if another human being is upset or disappointed with you, it means they are going to stop liking you or loving you. And one of the ways in which I was able to stop the guilt and to flip it into what I call a high-five attitude, which is an attitude where you put yourself first, an attitude where you ground yourself in optimism and faith that yes, this challenging conversation and this challenging moment is going to lead somewhere amazing. And what I said to my dad is, first of all, thank you. Like, so instead of saying, I'm sorry, I disappointed you. I'm sorry, I didn't do this. Thank the person you're disappointing. And what you need to realize in life is that it's possible for human beings to be two things at once. It's possible For somebody to be disappointed in you and to still love you. It's possible for you to do something that hurts somebody or that makes them angry with you and for them to still like you and to still be your friend. And when you realize that being loved and being liked does not require you to bend yourself over backwards or twist yourself in knots or betray yourself in order to earn being liked or loved. When you realize that the most important person in your life is you, and you need to first be able to wake up every morning and look in the mirror and go, but do I like me? Do I support me? Do I stand up for me? Do I have good intentions? And if the answer is yes, then you can absolutely disappoint anybody. You can do things that bug people and you can understand that it has no impact on whether or not you're a good person. I quickly want to touch upon the heart high five. Oh, yes. So the heart high five is a pattern interrupter to take you out of the sympathetic nervous state into the parasympathetic, into that rest and digest system. 
And it's in that, for example, I used it today. I'd sent a message and I was like desperately waiting for this reply. And I could feel my expectations. Are they going to reply? Are they not? Like getting, you know, that kind of feeling of anxiety bubbling. And immediately, because I just read Mel's book, I was like, aha, the heart high five. It calls for the heart high five. (laughs) So I was like hand on heart. And I sat there eating my lunch and I thought, oh, gosh. I feel my nervous system calm down and it was just brilliant. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful explanation. So the high-fiving your heart is a way to encourage, support, celebrate, and love yourself in a moment where you feel your nervous system go on edge. And so whether you wake up every morning like I used to, feeling like something's wrong as a trauma response, or you have a moment just like you so beautifully described that triggers you to go into a state of feeling completely on edge. You're gonna take your hand and put it on your heart. I tend to do both hands and I stick it right in the center of my chest because I got these big mitts for hands. And so it hits my heart. And what happens is when you place your hands there, you are toning what's called the vagus nerve. And I know you talk about this and the vagus nerve is an on off switch that switches off your on edge, dysregulated uh, sympathetic nervous system. I don't know why they call your on edge nervous system the sympathetic one, but uh, it switches off your right, you know, your, your on edge nervous system. Take a deep breath and then say these three words to yourself. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm loved. And I'm loved. Say it over and over and over again until you feel yourself come back into your body, until you feel your nervous system settle down, until you feel that vagus nerve do its magic, which is switching off the on edge nervous system and turning on your calm, resting, cool nervous system. And I call this being confident in your body. It's literally being comfortable in your own skin. And this is a practice that I do uh, almost every morning after I get out of bed to calm my nervous system. I do it as I'm kind of walking to the bathroom. If it's very kind of on edge morning, I might stop and close my eyes and say, I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm loved. And here's the truth. If you can say those things, it is true in this moment. And it grounds you in this moment. And based on research, which again, the book, we just go into so much research. The other reason why you want to do this is because um, Dr. Judy Willis, who's the world, one of the world's leading uh, neuroscientists, has basically proven through her research that if your nervous system is on edge, your prefrontal cortex can't focus. Literally, if the alarm bells go off and the house catches on fire, your nervous system goes on edge and sounds the alarm. Could you sit down and do a math problem in that moment? Of course not, because your nervous system is what's in control. And so starting your day by being grounded in your body with a calm nervous system is going to improve your focus. It is going to make you more present. It is going to make you less reactive. It is going to help you to soothe your trauma. And it's something you should do every morning. Well, thank you so much for your time. And most importantly, thank you so much for this absolutely, truly gift of a book. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed today, please hit subscribe and leave a comment because this helps the podcast so much. I'd be endlessly grateful if you wouldn't mind doing so. My mental health book, Happy Not Perfect, is available to order now. The book teaches you how to be a flexible thinker. 
a skill that helps you navigate any challenge that might come your way, helps you manage emotions, and helps you thrive to be the bendiest version of yourself. Until next time, I love hearing from you, so do shoot me a message on Instagram, send me a DM with any of your thoughts. Stay safe and well. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.